the thing that I, I really wanted to do, honestly, is just that I just wanted to do things the right way. I've been to a lot of horrible bosses back in the day when I was, you know, working. And I just said to myself, now me being a boss, I just wanted to do it the moral way. I don't want to cheat. I don't want to take advantage. I want both parties to be happy. I'm even willing to get a cut just to make the team happy. Yeah. Um, I, I really Integrity. also believe... Yeah, I, I really believe though that, you know, with my team right now, I really believe that the word of like, we can do it. Before I didn't have that. I'm so blessed right now to really have a, a good team, a really skilled team, um, which really helps me with my weaknesses, you would say. Yeah. And that being in, in, in this cost center world made me understand that having a team, a really good team is, is very important to get solid results are an inspiring group of people. Every one of them from the larger than life comic book heroes you see on the big silver screen, the everyday heroes that let us live the privileged lives we do. Every hero has a story to tell. From the doctor saving lives at your local hospital, to the war veteran down the street who risked his life for our freedom, to the police officers and the firefighters who risk their safety to ensure ours. Every hero is special and every story worth telling. But there is one class of heroes that I think is often ignored. The entrepreneur, the creator, the producer, the ones who look at the problems in this world and think to themselves, you know what? I can fix that. I can help people. I can make a difference. Then they go out and do exactly that by creating a new product or introducing a new service. Some go on to change the world. Others make a world of difference to their customers. Welcome to The Hero Show. Join us as we pull back the masks on the world's finest heropreneurs and learn the secrets to their powers, their success, and their influence. So you can use those secrets to attract more sales, make more money, and experience more freedom in your business. I'm your host, Richard Matthews, and we are on in three, two, one. Okay, hello and welcome back to The Hero Show. My name is Richard Matthews, and today I have the pleasure of having on the line Harry Abilianosa. Harry, are you there? Yes, thank you. Hey, Richard, thank you so much for, for actually having me. And again, it's, it's been a humbling experience and, you know, being here. Thank you so much. Awesome. So, so glad to uh, have you on. Um, and for uh, um, what I want to do just to start off with is, is talk about a little bit um, who you are and where you're from and everything. I know you're calling in from uh, Cebu, Philippines. Is that right? Yes, exactly. I'm actually from Cebu, Cebu, Philippines, and raised and born here. So, yeah. Awesome. And for those of my audience who is following along with my wife and I's travels as we uh, as we go and run this podcast, uh, we're currently in uh, South Carolina for the uh, the holidays um, in uh, in the United States. Um, and yeah, so I've actually uh, I've got some family members and several staff members that live in the Philippines. And I know what you you run a um, a call center in the Philippines that you started. Um, what's the name of the call center again? Here to assist, we're a, a real estate ISA prospecting solution for, for, for brokers, investors, mortgage brokers, and for the agency owners that is in the real estate niche. Awesome. So uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about um, what it is that you guys do, who your clients are, how you actually serve them with, uh, with that business? Okay. Yeah, so basically, we provide, like in a nutshell, like an automated prospecting system for the brokers and um, agency owners. And, and so basically we run their CRM, we, we qualify the leads for them so that we could fill in more pre-qualified leads in their pipeline and um, increase their sales basically because we're providing them people that are already 50% of looking to purchase a home or looking to sell. So we do the heavy lifting by calling all the leads that they have regardless of what sources they are coming from so we are the person that would reach out to their leads first give a really good impression 
then we pre-qualify them and send it to the broker so they could do their sales pitch and meet with those people. Awesome. So how long have you been running the, uh, the call center? So we're actually running the call center for two years now. We actually started um, almost two years now, started 2019. Um, just to give like a background story about myself, I used to be like an ISA for 10 years before even building this call center. So um, the thing that I've been doing right now is just based on my experience back on those days working as a freelance ISA and, you know, helped me really grow my business from like five ISAs to grow to more than 20 now. So, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. So one of the things we talk about on the show all the time is your origin story, right? Um, you know, we say every good comic books hero has an origin story, whether that's the, uh, it's the thing that made them into the hero they are today. Um, we're going to hear that story, right? Were you born a hero? Um, were you bit by a radioactive spider that made you want to, uh, you know, start your own call center and get into uh, the business of helping real estate agents and brokers and whatnot? Or did you start in a job or as a, you know, a freelancer and eventually move into becoming an entrepreneur? Basically, how did this story come about? Oh, 13 years ago is, is when I started working in the BPO industry for um, actually some odd reason. Um, I always end up in a startup call center, which yeah. actually helped me gain the knowledge and how to actually start a call center, the system that I need to have in place, the hiring process, the training. So, and like within in that three years as well is I also met great leaders that, um, you know, that I still look up to till this day. And one of those leader actually showed me how to look for clients online. So, you know, I could have my own home base or home at work. Uh, so that's where I actually started being doing like a freelance job. So the first client that I got was actually a realtor in Ohio that introduced me to the real estate industry. And I became their first ISA. So for the past 10 years, I've been a freelance ISA, but I did get uh, like sidetracked along the way um for basically a year because i started working believe it or not for another startup call center but this time they were like an isa provider specifically in real estate so um and real quick what does isa mean for our audience who may not be familiar inside sales it's inside sales agent and okay. we're basically the one so if there's like a, an outside sales agent which goes outside and look for the clients um, for the inside sales agent are the one that would handle the leads. So we're the ones that will handle all the online prospects for them. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And and look for, for qualified leads. So, yeah. And so just going back, so they were like, when I got into like that call center, they were like, the, the owners were brokers from Calgary. So from Calgary, Canada, they had like the vision of like building an ISA call center stuff for, for just the brokers. So they were looking for, yeah. for a team and, and a group of ISAs. And I was like one of the first pioneers that got into them. So that, you, you know, actually helped build that company. And the funny story was like my wife actually saw their job post and submitted an application. Um, and without me even knowing it. So I just found out that I had an interview and it was actually them. So, you know, to cut the long story short, but, you know, they got me and to help them build the call center. So I had like a lot of uh, fingerprints in that company because from building the script, from building the training, from, from bringing in the ISAs, I had input in what they had to do. 
back in that day. So Awesome. And how did you go from doing that to starting your own call center? So what happened was like there was like a split up with, with, the, with the company owner. So the company went down. So I end up working directly for, for their clients for another two, believe it or not, for another two years. So on um, like on April uh, 2019, the, the broker that I worked with suddenly stopped working with me and I wasn't able to receive my whole month salary. So the broker actually screwed me. So by that time, I said to myself, okay, I mean, I mean, this is enough. And like, I don't want this anymore. Okay. That I told myself, okay, this is enough. Let me build my own. So that's how actually here to assist started. We came up with a company name way back 2016. We were supposed to start our own, like a small team of yeah. um, virtual, I mean, virtual assistant, but I got offered to work for another startup and it was actually a great opportunity because the knowledge that I gained and, and like it, it's that actually helping me right now grow my company. So, yeah. So, so now that you're running your own call center, how many, uh, how many agents do you currently have in your, in your call center? Um, right now we actually have like around 18 to 20, um, workers under me. So it actually includes the virtual assistants and also the ISAs that are calling, um, our clients. So, uh, one ISA could work for five clients because some of the package that I have is like per lead. So one ISA could work multiple clients at the same time. So right now we're servicing around 80 to almost a hundred clients per month. Wow. That's impressive. Yes. Um, and how, how long, have, how long has it been since you started? Uh, two years. So, but the yeah. crazy thing though, is like, I've been a freelancer for 10 years. I've been looking for my clients on my own ever since. So when I had the, the, the system already in place where I could bring in more clients nonstop and just have the ISA pre-trained and, and do all the work for me and all that. So yeah, I, I build a team that would handle that for sure. So yeah. Nice. So what's your, uh, what's your goal from here? How many, uh, how many agents and clients do you want to have in the next, you know, I say five years? Um, my goal for me is actually the amount of people that I can have for my company. So I wanted to give as many opportunities for, for, for like future ISAs that are Filipino, right? So I want to reach around 100 to 150 ISAs in the next five years. Um, I love what I'm doing. I've been doing this for, for quite a while now, and I really truly believe that this is something for me. So I'm here for the long run. That's really awesome. I love I love the story, and I love I love the opportunities that you're giving the people um, that you work with, and then also you know I assume you're providing a fantastic service for real estate agents and helping them uh, close deals and making a big difference all around the world. Which is you know that's why we run this show. <laughs> it's to hear more stories of people just, doing that. Yeah, and I'm just very very happy to really get this opportunity to to actually share my story, um, being in rock bottom, being in like very humble beginnings as a worker as an employee. And right now having that success of running my own call center is just a very humbling journey itself. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to talk a little bit about your superpowers, right? So every iconic hero has a superpower, whether that's, you know, a fancy flying suit made by genius intellect or the ability to call down thunder from the sky or super strength or whatever. In the real world, heroes have what I call a zone of genius, which is either a skill or a set of skills that you were born with or developed over the course of time that really energize all, all of your other skills, right? It's what connects everything together for you. Um, and the superpower is what sets you apart and allows you to help your people 
slay their villains and come out on top in their own journeys. Right, so that sort of framing, what do you think your superpower is? Oh, I actually asked my wife about this and um, I, I asked her first, like, what do you think? I actually have two words or two things that is in my mind. I want to ask you first, like, what do you think is my superpower? And she said, determination and focus. And that was the same words that, that actually was in my mind. Like I have this super laser focus where whatever happens in my life personally, I could just move that aside and just focus on my goal. So I had that fire burning in me ever since. So that's really got me started from zero to something right now. Right. So yeah. a little success at least. And I really think that, you know, that determination and focus is one of the, the driving factors why I that hunger to learn from all the mistakes and to improve them. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, go out of the window, you would say. And it was just <laughs> me trying to improve myself all the way. So, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, focus is, uh, is, you know, that's how they make laser beams, right? To, what is it? Superman's laser eyes. It's focusing lasers and get the stuff accomplished. So, what do you think that focus does for you in your business that like if you didn't have it that you would struggle with? Um, like the focus that I have is like, the thing is like, if you came from rock bottom, if you've been there, that's a place that you don't want to be with. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That yeah, yeah. Going back there is where I get my focus. So like failing, like looking back and me being that person that doesn't have anything back in a day, that really drives me to do everything that I can to make things work, right? So I have that focus because I don't want to go back there. Like once yeah, yeah. you rock bottom, you don't want to go back there. So yeah. that's where the fire really burns in me. I don't want to go back there. So I need to do this. It's going to, it's like, I rather, you know, give it a hundred percent, everything I got, then go back to, to where I was, you know, a couple of years back. So, yeah. It's a, uh, it's really interesting too. Cause one of the, uh, one of the things that um, I think is, is important to realize when you, when you've gotten to where you are um, is, you know, cause I've, I've been there, right. I was at, at a point in, in, you know, when my son was a couple of years old that uh, my wife and I would like choose which one of us were going to have dinner with our kid. And the other one was going to have crackers for dinner kind of thing. Cause we were that broke. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So, but you get, you get to this point, like where you, your business is running and it's growing and you realize you've built a set of skills over the last, however long that now, even if you did lose everything and went back to zero, you would know how to build it back. You would know how to come back from that. Um, and it's not like, it's not like a guessing game. Like it was when you were first starting out you're like, I don't know how I'm going to get there. Cause now I was like, if I went back to zero, I know exactly what I would do to move forward. And I assume you're probably in that same boat where, you know, now that you have a set of skills, you know, you can crush it. Yeah. I mean, it actually gave me an extra confidence boost because when we started this business, there was a lot of doubts, right? There was a lot of doubts. What would happen? Like, if I do this, I will no longer have like a job. Um, like I won't have a salary next month. Right. So when we, uh, when we did this, it was like a leap of faith and we didn't even know like what I feel like I was jumping in a cliff and I didn't know where I'm going to fall. Yeah. Right. Would it be water or solid rock? Would I die or would I still be alive? Right. So like that, that journey was, was uh, amazing, but it gave me confidence because 
I said to myself, I already had the skills. I already had the knowledge. I even give consultation to start a partner, but why can't I build my own? And that was the struggle there because it was just me because uh, I, at that time, I feel like this is just too much work. You know, I saw, I, I've been through a lot of startup partner and I saw them fail and I was afraid of it, that it would happen to me. But I realized that those failure, I could actually correct them. So I won't fail anymore. So I told my wife that we have all the skills we need. We have the years of experience already. This new entrepreneurs, we're actually ahead of them because we already have the experience. We live that life already. So the yeah. only way we fail is that we don't try. Yeah, so, or if you give up. <laughs> oh, yeah, if you give up. So we took it. And right now, looking back, especially if we, we like have a meeting, me and my wife still do meetings with each other. Like we, we check how the company is going and all that. Looking back, it was all worth it. The, the struggle, the learning curve, all of that, the problems that came that way was, was just a blessing, you would say. Absolutely. So I think, let me flip, flip the question then, right? The, the opposite side of your superpower, if your superpower is the focus and determination, then the other side of that coin is your fatal flaw. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every Superman has his kryptonite. Every woman, Wonder Woman has her bracelets of victory she can't remove without going mad. Um, you probably have a flaw that you've, that's held you back in your business, right? Something that you've struggled with. Maybe, like for me, it was perfectionism that kept me sh um, from shipping product. Um, or um, it's lack of self-care um, that let my clients walk all over me early in my entrepreneur career. Um, but I think more important than what the flaw is, is how have you learned to rectify it and overcome that so you could continue to grow? Hopefully, so your your experience can uh, can help our audience learn a bit from you. Yeah, I mean, especially for the Filipinos, uh, Filipino people, right? Because as a Filipino, we grew up in a service-oriented culture. Mm -hmm. So we ended up being so flexible and always open for negotiation you know what I'm saying? Which yeah. actually hurts us the most because we're ending it up like doing extra tasks and for a low cost, which hurts the company to accumulate more funds to actually grow, to, to actually grow it. So that service oriented culture that we have sometimes go extra, which, which is like, we ended up doing a lot more things for, for the client and the client thinks it would be just okay because this guy said, yes, you know, because sometimes being us Filipinos, we're, we're shy to say no. So most of the time we just say yes, and we work with what we have. So I think that's that's the biggest um, flaw. It's, a, it's a, a cultural flaw, learning how to, to that's, that comes right into that self-care thing that I was talking about, is learning how to set good boundaries, whether that's the scope of work that you agreed to, or, you know, like for me, it was like, hey, I'm not taking calls after five o'clock because I'm spending time with my kids kind of thing. But, you know, learning how how to have a healthy relationship with the word no with your clients is an important, <laughs> important skill to learn. Exactly. And a lot of us uh, actually struggle for that. I, was, I mean, struggle with that. And especially me, until now, I still talk to myself like I don't want to give any more discounts, but I still ended up giving more discounts. I said, I don't want to, you know, negotiate with my price, but sometimes I get, you know, negotiated with my price. And I really feel it's because of that service oriented type of culture was like just saying yes, because we know we could do the job. You yeah. Know, regardless about the, the outcome, about the amount of, or the cost for it, because we know we could do the job that we say yes to it. Yeah. So, so, so what, what is your, what is your suggestion 
for people who are struggling with that their own you know that lack of self-care in their business and learning how to how to set good boundaries for themselves and their clients how how do you uh, how have you worked to overcome that um, they need to have a realistic expectation of what they could do because like they need to make sure that the expectation for the client as well is set so in that way they won't do any extra stuff and lastly they need to say no to extra work if it's already over flooded, if they're already over flooded with work, right? They need to say no to a client because because some of us, the, the, the one thing that really drives us from doing that is like the desperation of having a client because we wanted to make sure that we have a client um, on that month. So we're, we're actually afraid that we might not get another client for another couple of months. So we just say yes to whoever is the first one that comes in. So, um, all I could say to that, just to say no, if you can't do it and say no, if you don't have the time, because yeah. finding clients will come as long as you continue to start, you know, just continue looking for clients and you will find them. The only way that you can find a client is if you don't look for them. Yeah. And one of the things that I know has uh, really helped me was, uh, I worked at, I worked for, a. Uh, corporation for um, a couple of years and had a good mentor there. And one of the things that they always did when they sat around the negotiating table with big clients um, was they would talk in terms of gives and asks, right? So when the client asks you for something like, hey, I want you to do these extra tasks, or I want you to do these extra things, or I want to have, you know, a discount on the thing, right? That's their ask. And then you can say yes to that, but only if what's the give in return, right? So um, so it's where the negotiation comes in where it's like, Hey, uh, you know, that's, that's outside of the scope we agreed to. So if we agree to that, what are you willing to do in return for, for that increase in the scope? Are we going to increase the, uh, you know, the timeline on, on the project? So we're, the retainer lasts longer, or are we going to increase the, the cost or like, what's, what's the given return? Cause it's gotta be, uh, it's gotta be a win-win for both of us. Um, and if we just have the one side where it's like, Hey, you you give and uh or sorry you know you take and i and i don't right then you have um you have problems that way um and then you have unhappy relationships so learning how to have that give and take in the relationship is a really important like skill set to learn a hundred percent and a lot of us um freelance doesn't have that um you know mindset or anything like that it was just okay this is work let's let's have it and that's a very important point and hopefully the, the people that are, that are watching right now would, would actually know that, you know, you just say no if you can't have it, handle it, right? So if they ask extra trash, just like what you said, like give and take, like whatever they, they're actually, you need to the counter offer just to make sure that it's going to worth your time and your expertise as well, because it's going to hurt you along, along the run. Like in the long run, it's going to hurt you because, you know, the tasks that you're doing, you can't even like fulfill them in time. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I want to uh, I want to talk a little bit about your common enemies, right? And um, you know, we say every superhero has an arch nemesis. It's a thing that they constantly have to fight against in their world. Um, and in the world of business, it takes on many forms. But generally speaking, we put it in the context of your clients, right? Um, so in this case, it would be the uh, real estate agents and the uh, brokers that you're working with. And it's a mindset, or um, it's a flaw that you're constantly having to fight to overcome. Right. And if, you know, when you, uh, um, when you first bring them on as a client, if you had your magic wand and could just like bop them on the head and make it go away so you could actually get them the results that they want. Um, what is that thing that you constantly have to fight against in your world? Right now, 
the biggest thing that we have is like fear and doubts. Like that's really what's stopping my company from growing to where it is or where it should be. Um, the fear of like, maybe there's no return or like, this is the only money we have. Do we need to spend this much for the, for the marketing and all that? Does it have to get results? So the doubts, the fear is, is really what's stopping me. And, and really, there's a really big wall in front of me um, this year, 20, 20, uh, 2020, because of what the pandemic happened and all of that. So yes, yeah, um, that's one of them. And like, because the, our goal is to become the number one ISA provider, or at least the top five in the real estate niche. So we really need to, you know, overcome the fear and doubt. And that's my plan for next year. Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to helping your clients deal with the uh, fear and doubt, have you gotten into um, figuring out how to incorporate social proof from your existing clients into your, your sales messages and stuff like that to help overcome that? Yes, a hundred percent. Like I already have like testimonials and all of that, that they could actually look at. And when they actually talk to me, um itself like they would already know what i'm, I'm actually talking about because i could just share my experience with them and they would already know um like they were already like they would already see the solution um for 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 what i'm actually um giving them so yes yeah that's really cool so um hopefully uh that starts picking up for you and the uh, the world changes in a better direction this next year so you can grow and hit your goals and we can do the same over here um which I think is a, a, a good transition for talking about the flip side of your common enemy, right? So if your common enemy is a thing you're fighting against, which is that doubt and the fear, then your driving force is what you fight for, right? So just like Spider-Man fights to save New York or Batman fights to save Gotham or Google fights to index and categorize all the world's information, we want to know what it, it is that you fight for with your business. What's your mission? Yes, my mission, um, to be honest with you, is just I wanted to show uh, that the Filipinos could actually compete or even do better with our competitors. Um, there's been a lot of, you would say, discrimination about doing outsourcing for Filipinos or people in India because they think that we're, we're trying to scam and all of that. So I wanted to prove that there are legit people, there are legit center or IC providers that are really competent to producing results for our clients. So I know... Uh, being, you know, my goal to being number one is going to be a long way. I know that that journey is going to be a long, long way. There's going to be a lot of roadblocks and all of that. But I know that I, I actually have the determination and focus that would definitely bring me there for sure in the future. So that's my goal. It's just to show that Filipino skill set. Yeah, yeah, and I uh, I've been uh, impressed with uh, with my team. I've been working with uh, with Filipino um, employees for ten years now in various capacities, um, and it's been a um, a fantastic experience when you find the right people. Um, and that's probably one of the one of the most challenging parts of running any business is learning how to find the right people um, and train them to do the job well. How how have you uh, how have you been um, handling that in your business? Finding finding the talent you need to uh, um, to do what you want to do. Yeah, there are, there are actually two types, um, that, that, that a lot of people don't know. There are those that just look for, for a job. And th there are those that are professional freelance, um, people that you yeah. need to look for. So you, you just have to look for those professional people that would always be on time 
that knows the process and all of that. But because there's a lot of people who wanted to have an online job thinking that it's just going to be like a home-based job. They can do whatever they want. It's going to be very free when it comes to the hours and the shift. And there are also a freelance that knows that this is a job. I need to treat this as a job professionally and all that. So that is the type of person when you when you run when you do the hiring, that's the type of pe person that you need to look for. Is that that person that has the mindset of like having this as a job and not just work? Absolutely. So one of the things that um, I've talked with uh, with some of my employees in the past. Um, who have worked for call centers in the Philippines is that sometimes um, the call centers built by international companies out in the Philippines can be kind of what would you call it grueling and not great work conditions. So how how are you how are you uh, working to sort of change that for for your workers? That's one of the main factors, to be honest with you, that that drive me to really make my call center because I said to myself, I wanted to do it right this time. Because when I was working for that cautioner or that ISA provider, the, the work experience was really not that good because um, they lack empathy for their, for their workers. They lack empathy for these people that worked hard for the company to grow. So um, that's, that's the main thing that I tell to myself is that I need to show empathy to my team. I really yeah. need to show them that I care and I'm very, very happy for all the hard work that they did for, for the company because with the other companies, it's just business. They, they look at you as a commodity. They don't even mm -hmm. treat you like with your skill set or be thankful for your hard work. They think that you signed the contract, then you should do the job regardless about, I don't care about your feeling, just do the job. And that's the problem with, with um, not all though, but um, owners that are from from the U.S. or Canada, they don't have that culture of like un having that empathy because they think that business is business, right? So yeah, just yeah. giving empathy to my team I've, is is one of the best important thing. I've noticed that uh, it's a common thing with companies when they start hiring staff internationally whether that's, you know, in the Philippines or India or China or Bangladesh or, you know, even if they're hiring outside of their own borders um, or, you know, just remote work in general, that sometimes it's, 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 it's like we miss a step where you realize that like, hey, just because you don't see this person every day in your office doesn't mean they're not a human being with their own hopes and dreams and goals and families. Um, and they're not just a cog in your machine that you're building, right? They're, they're, a, they're a human being. Um, and it's one of the things that, you know, I've strived to, you know, as I grow my business and everything is, is how do I build that culture of, of, you know, this is a place that my team wants to be and wants to help see this company succeed, right? That they're not just a, you know, a cog in our machine, right? They're actually a part of making the business happen and making the, uh, bringing the value to our clients. Um, and you know, that's a, it's a, it's a more difficult thing to do when you have remote team than it is when everyone's all in the same office or same building, you know, in your own country. Yes. Um, you actually need to do extra communication if it's going to be virtual. Cause like, um, that's the main problem because you don't see each other every day. So you yeah. really need to over communicate to your team to, to really build that um, culture and all that. Cause you know, working home base or freelance or work at work at home, usually you're alone. So some of them, some of them, 
like will suffer from burnout because of doing the things every day over and over and over again and without anyone to talk to. So that's the reason why um, culture is, is actually very important in a team. Like, for example, in my team, um, I actually have like a very fun couple of managers. So they're the ones that makes everybody laugh. They're the ones that always do the pranks to other for other company members. So we have that very loose way of, of, of a team where we're very comfortable um, while we're working, laughing at the same time. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's more like a, a really good group of friends where um, we, we hang out and, and all that, even though we're just all virtual. Because, for example, right now, after the podcast, we will have our exchanging gifts. So we will be in a Zoom meeting and we already sent the gifts to them prior to the meeting. So right now, everybody's going to open their gifts at the same time. So, yeah, so we, we had our internal exchanging gifts already, all, everything cool. online. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. So you guys, uh, you guys run your whole call center virtually? Yes. Um, and actually the plan, once we reach to around 200, is to have a physical one. So because like having that 100 to 200 is going to be very, very difficult to hold everything online. So yeah. we we'll definitely need a physical call center after that. Yeah, yeah, and you'll have the revenue to support it, hopefully. Yes, it will for sure. Yeah, so I think that's a a, a good transition to my my practical portion of the show, which is we call it the hero's tool belt. Um, and you know, just like every superhero has their tool belt with awesome gadgets like batarangs or web slingers or laser eyes or you know big magical hammers, I'm going to talk about the top one or maybe two tools you couldn't live without in your business. Right? Could be anything from your notepad to your calendar to your marketing tools to something you use for your product delivery. Something you think is absolutely essential to getting your job done every day. Got it. I think our training program and our script, because our training program has been proven to really produce um, skilled ISAs, and our script, which has been with me for six years already, it's been proven to produce results or leads that will that will be under contract or closed for our clients. So that's one of the things that I can live without because I perfected that one to really produce like the training program itself could really produce a solid ISA team. So the training program is really interesting to me. So when you bring on new members, how do you actually run someone through the training so they can go from, hey, I've never been an ISA before to they're a, a, a result producing ISA? How long does that take and how do you actually do it? So the first thing that you need to do first is like in the hiring process and like, it should be there first because like looking for an ISA it should start with the recruitment. I need to look for competent people that already has experience in the call center industry because I can't look for beginners. I can't look for rookies um, in yeah. the ISA industry because we're going to be talking to people that are looking to purchase a home, 300K houses, 500, 1.5 million houses that they're going to be purchased. So we need to sound excellent on the phone. So everything from the training starts in the hiring process that we have. Once we find that competent or skilled uh, person, then we put them in a two week training where we introduce them the script, the breakdown of the script, a real estate um, a commonology or uh, real estate terms. We tell them what's a single family, what's a detached home, like what's a, a mortgage and all of that. So we teach all of that um, on the training, like breaking down the script, what to rebuttal, 
live calls as well, teaching them the system, the CRM that they need to have. So, um, so the first week, uh, basically it's just going to be all the scripts. The second week, they're already going to start calling, but we're still going to have our coaches listen to their calls. So we could tweak those, um, um, you would say things that they could improve in. Then after that, uh, a couple of months or like after the, the third week, um, they're going to go ahead and start doing the calls as well. So, um, they're going to do the calls full time. So it's awesome. going to be a like very short training, but it's going to be heavy on the coaching. So does, does your skill set that you train your, uh, your employees in translate to other industries or are you focused strictly into the real estate space? Have you, uh, have you considered doing calling and lead gen in other spaces? Yes, I have. Like we have clinics, we have pharmacists, we actually have roofers. Um, but right now, I wanted to focus on the skill set that I'm really good at, and that's providing an ISA. And I wanted to niche down because I wanted to see how successful I would be in the real estate industry before I yeah. move into another to, to another. That's industry. a big space, so you got lots yeah. of room to grow. <laughs> Yeah, it is like I still have investors, mortgage brokers, like agency owners, um, real estate brokers, real estate agents, all of that. So I still have a lot of um, people that I need to reach out to. So, yes. Yeah. Speaking of heroic tools, I want to take a few minutes to tell you about a tool we built that powers the Hero Show and is now this show's primary sponsor. Hey there, fellow podcaster. Having a weekly audio and video show on all the major online networks that builds your brand, creates fame, and drives sales for your business doesn't have to be hard. I know it feels that way because you've tried managing your show internally and realize how resource intensive it can be. You felt the pain of pouring eight to 10 hours of work into just getting one hour of content published and promoted all over the place. You see the drain on your resources, but you do it anyways because you know how powerful it is. Heck, you've probably even tried some of those automated solutions and ended up with stuff that makes your brand look cheesy and cheap. That's not helping grow your business. Don't give up though. The struggle ends now. Introducing Push Button Podcasts, a done-for-you service that will help you get your show out every single week without you lifting a finger after you've pushed that stop record button. We handle everything else, uploading, editing, transcribing, writing, research, graphics, publication, and promotion, all done by real humans who know, understand, and care about your brand almost as much as you do. Empowered by our own proprietary technology, our team will let you get back to doing what you love while we handle the rest. Check us out at pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero for 10% off the lifetime of your service with us and see the power of having an audio and video podcast growing and driving micro-celebrity status and business in your niche without you having to lift more than a finger to push that stop record button. Again, that's pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero. See you there. You're listening to The Hero Show, unlocking the power of influence and success. So I want to talk a little bit about your own personal heroes then, right? So every every hero has their mentors, right? Frodo had Gandalf, Luke had Obi-Wan Kenobi, Robert Kiyosaki had his rich dad, and even Spider-Man had his Uncle Ben. Um, so who were some of your heroes? Were they, you know, real-life uh, mentors? Were they speakers or authors? Maybe peers who were a couple of years ahead of you in their own businesses? And how important were they to what you've accomplished so far in growing your call center? Yeah, first thing, like, for me as a Filipino, we never had that like having a hero or a teacher in business. So for me, I actually found, um, or, or like for me, the, the person that really changed my mindset 
and got me dreaming of becoming more than just an employee was actually Robert Kiyosaki, the, the author yeah. of Rich Dad, Rich Poor Dad, Dad. Dad. Yeah, and from that on, it got me, uh, it got me introduced to other people like Dan Pena, who is the coach of Dan Lock, the famous YouTube influencer, right? Yeah. Then I saw the movie Wolf of Wall Street, which got me curious about the sales and closing, which made me um, do the research of, about Jordan Belfort and his straight line system. Yeah. So for some crazy reason, still buy like, and go through today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like for some crazy reason, like the people that that I was really interested in complemented my skills to to change or like complemented my skills and changed my mindset. So like preparing me to build the business itself. So it all helped me along the run. And one of the things that really was a big factor was my mindset. Cause I thought I can't do it. I thought I'm just a regular Joe. I can't do it. Like I'm just an employee. But when I start thinking about, I could do this, I could be an owner. So the only thing I need to do is just learn the skill. I already have the experience. I just need to learn the skill. Yeah, yeah. Have you read uh, Robert Kiyosaki's uh, Cash Flow Quadrant? Not yet, but I, I was like really itching to actually read that book. Yeah, because he talks about the uh, the four quadrants, right? The ESB and I, which is employee, self-employed, business, and investor. And you've made that transition from being an employee into being a business owner, which is a really difficult transition to make. Um, and and he's like his his big delineation is you'll know you're there, you know, you've made the uh, the transition because right, like most people go employee to some form of self-employed up into the business quadrant is you'll know you made that transition from, you know, self-employed business to uh, business business when you can take a month off and you come back and your business is bigger than when you left. <laughs> true, that's true, yeah. I actually saw a small clip of that in the YouTube where it, where it actually explains that and yeah, and that's that's where we're, we're that's actually the dream, right oh well, yeah that's the goal that's the dream and that's where we're, you're actually um working towards to like to, to automate all the things but it needs a lot of work like you need to be there in every step of the way system by system or system mm -hmm. per system to make sure that it's going to work um the way you wanted it to be Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm in the process of doing the same thing with my business and learning how to grow it that way. And hopefully, you know, in a couple of years we'll be there, but you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very exciting journey, but yeah, and yeah. it's a very stressful one though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's a wonderful, journey, it mildly. Very stressful one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's always, it's, it's always up and down and it's very different yeah. than, than having a job where, you know, the paycheck's coming every week. Um, so it's a, it's a difficult thing, but you know, it's, it's something you got to do to, to grow a business and make a big impact. And it sounds like you're well on your way. Um, so yeah, I mean like having that, it really starts to make you, it actually starts you to appreciate your boss back in the day. Right. Yeah. They, would, they were running their own business. So yeah. Yeah. So I want to um, wrap up the interview talking about your guiding principles, right? So one of the things that makes heroes heroic is that they live by a code. For instance, Batman never kills his enemies. He only ever brings them to Arkham Asylum. So as we uh, wrap up the interview, I want to talk about top one, maybe two principles that you live your life by now um, that maybe you, you know, something you wish you knew when you first started out on this whole entrepreneur's journey. Um, the thing that I, I really wanted to do, honestly, is just that I just wanted to do things the right way. I've been to a lot of horrible bosses back in the day when I was, you know, working. And I just said to myself, now me being a boss, I just wanted to do it the moral way. 
I don't want to cheat. I don't want to take advantage. I want both parties to be happy. I'm even willing to get a cut just to make the team happy. Yeah. Um, I, I really also believe, yeah, I, I really believe though that, you know, with my team right now, I really believe that the word of like, we can do it before I didn't have that. I'm so blessed right now to really have a, a good team, a really skilled team, um, which really helps me with my weaknesses, you would say. Yeah. And that being in, in, in this call center world made me understand that having a team, a really good team is, is very important to get solid results. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, the biggest thing I've learned over the last couple of years is uh, not doing it all yourself makes your business significantly better. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like for me, I'm not the best of, of anything. Like my wife is even my partner and that this is the, that's the reason why I'm so blessed. I can't say it enough because I'm, I'm not a smart guy. Like I just have the focus and determination. I'm, I'm not special. I don't even have the IQ to, you know, to, to, to be like the greatest guy ever. But I'm just happy that I have a team that catches me with, with my weaknesses and helps me through, through, through like making this company work. Yeah. So I can't ask for more. I'm just, just blessed to have them. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, um, it sounds like you're, uh, you know, realizing that is, is the qualifier of being a smart guy. So I think maybe you, you, you are perhaps a smart guy in the end. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be. (laughs) So that's basically a wrap on our interview, but I do finish every interview with a simple challenge um, that I call the hero's challenge. And I do this um, as a selfish way to get access to stories. I might not be able to find on my own. You were actually a result of a hero's challenge by a friend of mine um, that got you here onto the show. Um, So the question is simple. Do you have someone in your life or in your network who you think has a cool entrepreneurial story? Right. Who are they? First names are fine. And why do you think they should come share their story on our show? The first first entrepreneur that comes to your mind. The first person is Tommy Sumagam. He's also a an owner of Upscale Marketing Agency, a call center in Davao City, which has a similar backstory with, with just like a humble beginnings of being a virtual assistant through all those years and started to having a physical call center better than what I'm doing right now. So I actually met the guy on my journey up and I'm just happy for him to be honest with you. Cause like we need more entrepreneurs in the Philippines to make sure that we change it. Like right now, the people are just followers. The people are workers, employees. We need more entrepreneurs to change our country. So I really believe that this is is the first step for us because like right now people are coming up the filipino people are actually coming up making their own businesses and i think this is this is going to be like there's a shift right now that's happening absolutely um i said i i I strongly believe that uh entrepreneurship is um you know they're they're the unsung heroes of our world and our cultures um and you know everything that we do and touch and interact with in some way shape or form has been um, helped. It was shaped by an entrepreneur at some point um, yes. on, in the journey, and um, 
that's uh that's the reason why we do the hero show um so again thank you so much for coming on today um so in comic books there's always the crowd of people at the end who gather and cheer and clap for the hero and their acts of heroism um so as we close we want to know where can people find you if they want your help if they're actually looking to hire S isas in uh in their business um where can they light up the bat signal so to speak and say hey harry we'd love to hire one of your uh, your isas um and more importantly who are the right types of of uh people to reach out and and, and uh, ask you for that help. Got it. Um, they could actually reach me on our website, which is www.heretoassist.co, the number two. And they could go to our Facebook, which is Here to Assist Real Estate ISA Solutions, and also our Instagram account, which is Here to Assist Real Estate ISA. Um, I just wanted to say um, before we close, like, thank you so much for having me. Um, I also want to thank your good friend, Zach, for, for the good, really, yeah. really nice introduction. This is a really great opportunity for me to re represent the VA and the freelance um, worker um, in the Philippines. And thank you so much for, for letting me share my stories. Uh, again, this, is ha this has been a really humbling experience, and I can't thank you enough for this opportunity. Oh, thank Hopefully you so much. Come back in the future. Yeah, absolutely. When we uh, when you hit some of those big goals, we'll come back and talk again about uh, um, what the process has been like, you know, and hopefully our business will be grown more by then, too. And we'll have a good discussion about it. Um, but again, yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. It's stories like yours that really help inspire other entrepreneurs to go out and really crush it in their business. And like I said, I think the way that we change the world is by more entrepreneurs coming out and bringing their value. Um, so thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story today, Harry. And before I hit this uh, stop record button, you have any final words of wisdom for my audience? Um, I just wanted to say, take the jump, take the risk, take the leap of faith. And trust me, it's going to work out in the future for you guys. Thank awesome. you so much. Thank you so much for coming on today.